I'm Adam Hergenrother, and this is Business Meets Spirituality. We believe in 200% life, which again is personal, which is business, which is playing with your kids, you know, uh, and this is any outdoor activity that you do. And speaking of that, um, I did this uh, really wild race. It's called the Stowe Derby. It's been going on for 74 years. It came uh, about, Hallie, from... Uh, two people that basically kind of founded still the town that I live in and they had this race that said how how fast who do you think would win and like the whole town got involved 74 years ago and they did this right can you imagine like this whole the whole, the whole town was there because it was, it was these two it sounds people. like something that would still happen in a small town in Vermont yeah, exactly exactly <laughs> and they they were there and they basically the whole town got involved and they said like who's gonna win uh, in in a race from the top of the mountain and alpine skis or cross-country skis. And you have to go from the top of the mountain, down the mountain, and then all the way into the center of town. It's about 13 miles, right? You drop about 2,800 vert from the top of the mountain, and then it's then from there, and you go about two miles downhill, and then it's basically 10 and a half miles or so, like up over hills and flats and all that stuff. So they have this thing called the Stow Derby every year, and it's fun. And so I had been on cross-country skis like eight times. <laughs> this year was the first time I ever... Maybe I've been on it before in my life, but really this is the first time. I didn't even realize the difference between classical and skate. Classical is a much bigger ski. It's you stay in like the track. Have you seen those tracks that you stay in that they build on? Maybe or maybe not. Anyways, mm. they, they have these things. Maybe. And skate is like for like yeah. the people that are good. That's what they really they do. Like, yeah, they go exactly. What you see yeah. in the biathlon yes. or like the yes, races, yes. they're much better at it. And so I joined for the skate one. And then all when we show up there, like all of these college pros show up there that are like, they're going to race each other. But even though there's not really a big prize, it's for like a fun race to do it. Anyways, we go there and it was just wild. I fell like six, seven times throughout <laughs> this race. But it was a really fun experience. And just again, it's kind of like, uh, uh, you know, pushing yourself a little bit outside your comfort zone for the whole experience. And it was, it was really neat. And it was, uh, I'll probably do it again next year. Cause it was, it was a lot of fun. I did. There was one terrifying section though. That was like, um, going down the whole mountain on cross country skis, I was more worried about. And then I got into it and I was like, this isn't bad. I was able to skate through the corners. I was able to kind of check a little bit and in the, there, but there was one section in the woods that was like 300 yards long and it was just wide enough for a cross country ski. So you couldn't stop. And there's trees everywhere and it was hilly and this part was particularly icy and I was going so fast. I'm like, I literally, I wasn't out of really control, but I kind of just slid to the side just because I was going too fast. And I was like, if I go any faster at all, it's going to be different. But I saw everyone blowing up in this whole zone. Um, and I actually saw there's a couple of interviews cause the news were there and everything. And there was a couple, like the guy who run it was like some professional college guy. And he was like, yeah, the course is really fun. He's like, I'm not going to lie. I actually fell for the first time in a race in a long time coming oh down God. the mountain just because it's so much different for what it is. How do you, so you go downhill on your cross country skis Yep. At, and then at some point on your Alpine skis, you're going no, 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 flat. No, 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 no. The original race was. Oh, it's all cross country at this one. It was, yeah, it was originally like a guy that was going to be a cross country and a guy was going to be on Alpine. Got it. Okay. And the guy on cross country won. So every year after that, they did cross they countries. Did cross country. So okay. for 73 years after the first year, yeah, yeah, yeah. it was all cross country. Okay. And it was really cool. You know, back in the day they did it, there was like a, like 25% of the town would show up and participate in the event, right? Yeah. It, was, it was crazy. Um, I mean, cross country skis were, they originally invented for. I mean, just transportation. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. It made sense, especially on a lot of snow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, the story really doesn't have too much of what we're going to talk about today, but it was or just, nothing to talk <laughs> about. But it was something that I was thought was worth sharing because it was, if you ever get a chance to go out there and do a race like that, it was, it was a really, really fun experience. But, um, 
you, uh, I always like to use the word checkmate with life, play checkmate with life. And, um, you had some questions on that. Well, yes. My first question is, um, what does it mean? Because mm-hmm. I just don't understand it. I, my interpretation of when you say it, because I usually use it in some sort of context, yep. like play checkmate with life yep. or, you know, all you, you know, you need to just wake up every morning and be okay with everything. This is checkmate with life. Yep. So to me, I kind of think like it just means you're winning at life because checkmate means you've won the mm-hmm. game of chess when you do checkmate. But I feel like there's a deeper meaning there that I'm totally missing. Yeah. Well, on the, on the surface, that's accurate, right? The, the whole thing is like, I always kind of look at like, if you want to go basically win at life, right? Which is to go play checkmate with it. It's not wrong what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And if you really want to go play checkmate with life, what you do is you actually, I mean, it, it, we'll break this down, but the simplest sense is that you, you actually bec- become okay with everything. And because the minute you become okay with everything, there is nothing to actually lose against. And it doesn't mean that you can't have calculated moves. And this is why we always get into it from the business context, like goals are goals and they're beginning and there's, you can move pawns around, you can move rooks around, you can move the king around. Each one of them has their unique abilities. But at the end of the day, it's about being strategic in your life, right? So that there's a series of moves that happen. And really the, 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 to be strategic in your life is to realize that the moves are just moves. And the reality is, is if I make one move, then I play checkmate with life instead of having to manipulate all of the different game pieces at all point in time, you don't have to really get in the game, but instead of having to move everything around, you actually make one move and you'll never have to worry about that move again. And that's how you play checkmate every single morning. And the move is what the, the, the move again is to, we, we talked about this last time about transcending preferences. So okay. before we get into that, the move though is to enjoy everything and not need anything. It's, it's really the same thing as basically what the Buddha said, right? All of life is suffering. The cause of all suffering is preference or desires we use, which is likes and dislikes. So if you the really, here's a, here's, let me just say it better this way. The checkmate with life is that when you become okay with everything in life, you're okay. And so you've for, already won. You've already won before you even get up. Then you can go out there and move the pieces wherever you want to. But you've already you've already taken down the king. You've already played checkmate with life. Because you don't need any of these pieces move as to fulfill you anymore. They're just things that you do. And you could you could see all the different pieces as like your health, your wealth, your businesses, and all those different things. You can move them around and you can play the game. But at the end of the day, you've already, you've already won. So therefore the overarching checkmate that you can play is to be okay with everything. And then whatever happens, it doesn't mean you don't make choices. This is where, this is where like we always have to get to, and, and you have to mention this because people lose it. It doesn't mean you can't have preferences. It doesn't mean you can't have, um, you know, a, a way that you like, again, I remember I, I heard Ganga G, I think we actually played this in one of our project use things where somebody asked her, said, well, you know, Ganga G, she's an enlightened master that, that teaches and she's very well off the table. She's actually old, old, very, I think she's in her eighties now. Oh, um, she? Yeah, she's, she's there, but she was very quiet in her teachings. But one of the things people asked her, said, well, would you like it to be a certain way? And she said, basically she said, well, sure. Like if I'm going outside, it would be great to have it sunny. Like if you want to call that a preference, call it a preference, but sure. It'd be great to have it sunny. It'd be great to have his temperature, but I'm also okay with everything. 
And that's kind of the same thing here. Like you're, you're, you're fine to have preferences. There's just zero attachment to them. They kind of fall away. If somebody asks you like, how would you like it to be? It's not like, Oh, I can't make a choice because I'm just happy with everything. It's nobody saying that. And that's why people, you can't get lost in that. But what you do is you say from the overarching, the relative viewpoint that I'm going to take today on my life is that I'm okay with everything that happens. And that's a different than that's different than going, I'm so how can you be okay with, you know, being sick or how can you be okay with this business failing or it's nobody's saying that it's not like you're okay with that. What you're okay with is life doing its dance, which happens to encompass all of the things that you said right there. But it's not one individual thing that you become okay with. Does that make sense? Like, it's not like you have to look at it from the holistic viewpoint that life is going to do its dance and I'm okay with whatever the dance is. Now, individually, then it's not like you're going to go in there and be like, I'm just okay with, you know, with, you know, this outcome over here that no, you can fix the outcome. But you can still be okay with it. Yeah. But you're, what you're okay with is whatever it is. You're, you're okay with life. And then when you, when you go individually with like a move, like with your health, they could say, well, I'm okay with life, but you know what? I really want to improve my health. Okay, great. You can improve your health. You can set up a goal. You can work towards that. You can all those things, but you're still okay with life while you're doing it. I'm not really happy with, you know, or I'm, you know, I really decided that we really want land, right? Whatever. I'm just giving examples, right? Real things that happen. Okay, great. Then you can take the proper steps to sell your house or to find a house or to save up money to do that or to cut your spending so you can save up more money to be able to buy certain things that you want to do. Nobody's saying you can't do any of those things, but the ultimate to play checkmate with life, to make those things fun while you're doing it, because here's the thing. Once you get that one thing done, there's going to be something else you play with. There's going to be something else that you're going to do. So they're just things that you do along the way, but your, your, your larger viewpoint kind of like, does the sun actually set? No, from the absolute view, from relative view, it does. So from the relative viewpoint, you can play around with the goals and the things that you do there, but the absolute view that you're taking is that you're okay with life. So I just wanted to make that, that difference there. When you say I play checkmate with life, it's you who's in there having the experiences of play checkmate with whatever is going to happen in life because you're okay with it. It never doesn't mean that you don't improve it or, or move upon things. I think you have a question. <laughs> I'm also, I th sometimes I'm just a very literal person and that can make it difficult for me to wrap my head around more abstract concepts. Um, for example, I, I still say what, get what you're saying, but honestly the phrase still like trips me up so much. Play checkmate with life because you don't really play, you're playing chess and you just happen, the move happens to get you a checkmate. Yeah. But we say play checkmate. How can you play checkmate when you mean play the move, the checkmate move? Well, it means play the move that's going to give you checkmate every day. Okay. That's what, exactly right. That's what I said, Hallie. Well, I know, but play checkmate, you mean instead of, because in chess, it's like you have your rook, your sure. pawn. You, you say, I'm going to play my knight. I'm going to play my rook. Checkmate is a, is a, not a, is not a thing. It's a, it's a move. Yeah. It's a, and you, every day you make that move every day. You decide that I'm going to make a move strategically to play, to play checkmate with life. That's what you're doing. And the, and the move is, is a choice. It's that I'm going to be okay with whatever happens. 
That's why, but like when, when, then when you hear that people go, well, I'm not going to be okay with whatever happens. Well, then you're going to suffer at something. I just want to know what game we're playing. <laughs> well, you can, chess? it's a, it's a, I mean, it's, you know, you're, no, I, I mean, when people, you can use the term abstractly for yeah. checkmate. Right. Yeah. And like, again, but if you wanted to use it more literal, like you could say literally every day you're making, you're making a move yes. to win Check, at life. Checkmate in the more abstract term. If we take chess out of the equation, yeah. just mean, I mean, people say checkmate when they, they've won. Exactly. They say checkmate when they and, you know got what they wanted yes. or whatever. And to me, like, again, if you want to use the word win, that can be offensive sometimes. But like, if you just want to go win at life, which means that like succeed, accomplish, but it's all of that. That's why I'm saying it's the whole season of life. It's all of those things. It's, it's everything that's, that you can do in life. If you want to, but ultimately how you go win at that is to play checkmate with life by being okay with whatever is in front of you. And And that's, that is a choice though, right? That this has to be something that you think of. Is it? Well, I mean, it par- I'm saying it's a I'm choice saying, to not, if we had to, <laughs> but, well, the thing is what it is, is it's a choice to override the, the psyche or the ego, yeah. which pulls you outside of thinking about that. Because remember the psyche or the ego they develop basically wants all of your attention that you have every moment. And it's going to guide you in the direction that it wants you to go. So it's going to tell you, you need to go, you need to go fall in line with the culture or you need to go work a certain number of hours. You need to go get this identity or whatever those things are. Now, if they happen to be important to your goals, then you should be going to do that. I always give the example. I enjoy having a clean car, right? I actually have a truck. Like I enjoy having a clean truck for no other reason. Not so like when Hallie walks into it, because nobody comes in my car anymore except for my kids. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's not like for somebody to see it. I just enjoy having a clean truck. Yeah. For no other reason. I personally don't care as much about that, but I definitely care if someone's going to be in my car. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, like, so it's like you have, you can have these preferences and different things. Yeah. So again, this, that, that phrase for me works because mm-hmm. when I start getting caught in other aspects of life, I go, well, hold on. That's that's I'm, I'm not playing checkmate in life anymore. I'm not mm-hmm. playing the game that I want, that I've set out to go. Because remember all of the things that you do are, is just a game. Like what, whether you want to see it or not, like it's just, there are things that you're doing. Call it a game. Call it like your roles that you play. There's just things that you're doing. None of them are really real. They all go away, right? You can be the CEO of a company, but at some point it goes away, mm-hmm. right? At some point it, and most people it goes away before you even, before you're not there, right? Obviously while you're alive, a lot of times it goes away. Mm-hmm. So you're no longer a CEO. In one moment you could walk in there for 13 years of your life and be the CEO. And in one hour, in one minute, you're no longer a CEO. So are you, who are you? Well, it's the same concept of like, you don't take anything with you when you go, you don't take material things, but you also don't take your titles or your identities or whatever with you when you leave this earth. That's why it's just a phrase of just, if you want to go play checkmate with life, meaning that I'm going to go win by having this wonderful inner experience. And then again, we always like to put, talk about this in 200% life, bringing everything else that you want to do in there. That's wonderful. It's great. You want to go be a teacher. You want to go build a business. You want to write books. You want to create content. That's fine. You're just not doing any of that to latch on to some title or anything else. Like, you know, Eckhart, one of the the things that he always gets asked is like, what was this poll for you to go write your book? And he, and and he always responds the same way. And he's like, it was just an overwhelming poll. And when I, when I packed up my bags and I just moved, to the east coast of you know the western side of the world he goes it just naturally came to me when i landed basically i started writing the book and he goes up until that point there would be like six people that showed up or three people that showed up and he goes i really wasn't concerned with how well the book did it was more of it was something that i wanted to do and mm-hmm. it it happened to take off and he goes i would have been happy if it didn't <laughs> 
And he's like, yes, you can improve your life and you can do certain things with it. And that's great. And he goes, at some point, if it's no longer there, then it's no longer there. And it's just, it's the same thing. You just, you just become okay with what life is providing and then you can interact with it. You can, that's why we're trying to give permission for people to dance with life or to, again, dance is maybe more too metaphorical for people. Like go build a business in life, go have kids, go to dinner, go on vacations, go do all those things. But just understand at the back, that's a relative experience that you're having. That's not you. And that's not the game that you're playing. Those are just things that you do while you're here. So the, the whole game that you're playing is playing checkmate by being okay with everything. So if you don't end up going on the vacation, or if you don't end up being the CEO, or if you don't end up doing and being really good at sports, if you don't, whatever that is, like you're just, okay, great. Now what else can I do? You know, Ram Dass, when he, you know, he did a, a, an interview with Oprah, one of Oprah's original interviews, and this was after he had a stroke, right? You know, I don't know if you know the whole story about Ram. I forget his real name, um, but he, he was a professor at Harvard, I believe. And he went over to, um, the, uh, um, where did he, he went to India somewhere. I forget. I'm trying to draw a blank on the name. Anyways, he went to a town and his, his, uh, uh, his mom had just passed away or was sick and she was driving up and he was on this, he, they traveled for like days to get there. And he pulls up into this little, this little area and there's a high master there. One of the Maharshi's original Maharshi's is there. And he didn't know at a time and he was, and everyone was kind of around this guy and it was there. And so, um, uh, Ram Dass, uh, got out and, um, and kind of sat there and went up into this whole, uh, little field area. And he basically looked at him and, and after the whole event was done, he came up and, and the guy's like, how is your mom doing? And he was like, what? Mm. And he was like, yeah, your mom just went through this massive, I forget what exactly the whole details, but essentially like some sort of surgery of cancer in the stomach. And, and he knew everything about it. And he's like, you're suffering. That's one of the reasons why you're here. And he never, basically never left. He changed his name like how that. How did that guy know? Just an enlightened master. He just knew. And that's what psychic. Or I don't know if it's psychic. psychic. Well, they just they see things, they and have feel like, things, yeah, they or energies, energies, right? They just yeah. see what it is. And he and he was like, and again, he's like, "There's no way that and this was back in the '70s." So like yeah. this, nobody. There was, like was like internet, like it was on there or anything. Thing. And he just and he didn't tell anybody he was going to show up there. He just showed up there, and he was just sitting, standing in the back, and the guy came up to him. He hmm. must have saw something that was going to open him up later on, and he ended up obviously becoming a big spirit. And then he had a you know stroke and. When he's interviewing, he's like, you know, it was a stroke of hindrance. He said, no, it was the best thing that happened to me. And they said, well, how can you say, you know, you know Oprah's like, how could you say that? Like everyone, I mean, if, if you, because it got me and he gave his answer and she was like, wow, you know, I never heard. And he's like, yeah, he was like the best thing that happened to me because it happened to me. So therefore it's the best thing that happened to me. So my point is like, that's playing checkmate with life. So whatever happens, it happened. He had a stroke and he lost the ability to walk in his left side of his body essentially and had trouble speaking. But he was like, of course it was the best thing that happened to me. Why wouldn't it? And it was like, and you know, and he had a, you know, some other responses that were there. Yeah. I'm just curious. Like, is it because it gave him a different perspective? It was, it, did, it just allowed, yeah. It allowed him to. It was not even a different perspective. It's just because he was basically saying it happened. And of mm-hmm. course it was the best thing that happened to me. And it was, and it gave me this gift of slowing down or what I forget exactly what his response was. Yeah. Um, but, but it was to the point where I was like, yeah, I guess I never thought about it like that. Cause you know, you have asked anybody else they had a stroke and they lost the mobility, then they would be suffering. That's what we mean by this. It's not like everyone go to this extreme for these events, but that's essentially what you play checkmate with life for is life's going to do its dance and things are going to happen to you. There's going to be great things that happen to you. There's going to be challenging things that happen. And it's just life actually doesn't care whether they're, you think they're right or wrong. Right. Why do you, it's always like the, whatever the, the bad, whatever we, a lot of us think are 
typically bad things that happen to people. Yeah. Why does, oh shit, I forgot what I was going to ask you, but basically like why would life want those things or why does life, why do those th- types of things happen more to some people than to others? That's actually the question I wanted to ask. I mean, you could answer that question in a lot of ways. I mean, I think the thing that you'd always, that I would always respond to that is that whatever experience that you're having that has already happened, you don't go look for things to happen to you, but whatever experience right. you're having was meant for you to have. I know, but you know what I mean? Like there's some people who- Well, you're looking for a, a, a mind mental answer that can satisfy the reason why horrific things happen. And to some people more than others. Sure. Or, or you could just say if anybody like that's living in the Western society essentially has a, a better life than somebody that's living in a third world country. Mm-hmm. And there's way more people living in third world countries than there are in Western societies. So you're saying basically like two thirds of the world. Right. Um, well, I don't know. Right. Like, I mean, the reality, but I would like an answer. I know that's what I'm saying. The reality is like, you're going through that experience. And, and, and I mean, I say the answer, I don't know. I mean, there's beliefs, right. But I'm just very aware that there are beliefs that like, you know, one could say that like you chose to do that as something that you need to learn from there. But I think it's, it could be just that you happen to be there and that's the experience that you're going to have this go round, right. Or for whatever it is, or it could be karma from previous lives that you went through, right. That you're just working yourself through either way. I think it feels so, I don't know the right word, but like, um, like you have no choice of your, about what happens in your life. Um, I think for basically like, did you win the lottery for where you were born? Depends on what metric you're saying the lottery is, right? Some people could be born into families that have tremendous amounts of money and they're miserable and they kill themselves. Other people are born into families that have nothing and they're abusive and they come out and they build something massively successful in their own worlds. Right. I mean, so it's like, what degree are you, what metric are you saying? Like winning the lottery, like, and who really knows what that is? Right. Like I, I still think today that there's, there's way more people waking up every day, focused on these material goals, thinking that they're going to win the lottery. I don't mean the proverbial lottery. I mean like winning the actual lottery, like winning the lottery every day. I mean, think about how many millions of dollars are spent every day. People trying to win the lottery, right? It's funny. It's so funny. You mentioned the lotteries. I went to the, get a coffee this morning and there's like the little lottery thing in there. And I don't, get coffee so much anymore but when I used to go like every single day there would literally be the same guy every single day getting the thing for the lottery and whatever maybe that's just what he likes to do but all I could think of was I, I've literally never bought a lottery ticket before so that's yeah. what it made me think and what what's the difference between people who buy one every single day and somebody who might buy one like you know once a month or like never well, they're thinking that somehow they're going to win the lottery and that's going to take them to this new spot that they're going to get into. Every now and then I'll be in the store and my kids will buy a lottery. T- they want me to buy one. So like I buy one. Scratch off one or well, something? Well, no, like an actual lottery oh, ticket. Real one, yeah. So I'll buy it. But I always do the same thing. And so they get the same. So I get in the car with them and I go, okay, you win $200 million. What would you do with your money? And then what would you do? What would you do with it? And they go, oh, we'd have a lot of fun. I go, well, what would you do? And they're like, I'd buy $20 in Roblox. I'm serious. And I'm like, okay, like, and I know you don't need the context of money, but I'm like, I'm trying to always prove the point to him. Like, what would you actually do with the money? Yeah. How would, what would it actually do for you? And I said, well, aren't you doing that now? And they said, yeah. I said, well, then how would that change anything? Right. I'm serious. I'm like, how would, and then they just, then they stop buying. Like, they just, yeah. but I'm just always trying to, and like every now and then sometimes I walk in, I'm like, wow, $600 million. That'd be crazy. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, well, what would I do with it? Sure. Like I would, I'm not saying like, if it came to you, like you can't, you know, be a steward of capital, Correct. but like, I'm just like, what would it really do? Like, that's the whole point of like, if you happen to wonderful, like, that's great. Go 
do your thing now for whatever it is. But part of playing checkmate with life again, is just being okay with things. They're just being okay with the way things are and the way things are not the way you want them to be. There's going to be a lot of things that happen. A lot of things that don't happen. Again, remember somebody's, somebody's experience that you're having Again, even if it's a what we would call like a, a terrible tragedy, it's just one experience of it. It's why people don't wake up mostly being affected by. I mean, how many people die every day, right? I mean, I, I think no we idea. looked at the, we looked it up. I think yeah. it was it was a lot every like day, right? A couple hundred thousand or something, hundred thousand. Uh, yeah, no. Um, I don't know why I'm thinking a hundred thousand or hundred seventy thousand. Okay. I forget. Anyways, yeah. we looked. It was it was a lot though, right? If you look at this, the U.S., I think it was like eight thousand people a day. Oh, maybe I'm way overestimating. Yeah. But the world may have been a couple hundred thousand. Look yeah. it up real quick. You can yeah. you can pull it up. Um, I saying that. But anyways, whatever that number is, like you don't wake up thinking about that, right? Or every couple seconds somebody dies. So like you don't, so again, it doesn't mean that it's, you don't feel it if people are close to you and, and by the way, the other side, people are winning a bunch of money every day or celebrating or closing a business deal that they just had and they're financially free or people are having kids every day or getting married every day. You don't feel all that experience. People are just having that, right? So you can go on both sides of those things and people are just doing that. And so instead you just, you wake up and go, man, I'm just going to be okay with the experience that I get to have. And then I'm going to interact and play with it. Those are the moves that you can make on chess, right? It's like, I'm, I've already played, I've already laid down my King cause I'm good, but I'm going to go play the game as best I can. It's a great way of saying it. How many people? 2023, 332,000 deaths per day. Yeah. In the U S and the worldwide. worldwide. Yeah. There you go. 332,000. That's per hour. 13,860. There you go. Crazy. So we've almost been on this for an hour. Not yeah. quite, but 231 per minute. So there's been a lot of people that have died every minute and you didn't feel any one of them. 3.85 every second. second. There you go. That's my point, right? So yeah. it's all of these experiences are, it's all over the place, but it's most of the time you go about just not, it, it doesn't bother you until something hits really close and it has a meaning. That's fine. You should feel that death, right? You should feel the experience, the whole thing. But again, you're waking up and playing. My King's already down because I've already played checkmate. I'm okay with whether I win or lose this game in the hundred percent world. The game that I really want to play is my inner experience and I'm going to win that game, which means that the only way to win that game, which is what people are after anyways, that's the whole point of this is people are after having a wonderful inner experience and they're just trying to get that by manipulating chess pieces to make it so that they win the game instead of just go lay down your king and then you can manipulate whatever pieces you want and you're already free and then again we always come back to this but you just you can go interact with the world you can go do whatever it is that you want to do again i'm not even saying like i hate saying like go do whatever it is that you want to do like you can i just mean like if you want to go build a business if you want to go make a billion dollars go do it right if you don't don't like it's just it's it's just something that you're getting to do while you're here Did you write something down i don't know taking bigger no, notes notes for later. Yes. Got it. Yeah. So again, just to wrap up for today, the, the checkmate with life is just a concept that I like to use and it may work for you. Um, which just means that I'm going to go play checkmate with life, which means and I use that a lot of times when, when I'm being disturbed, if something's happening, that's going like, wow, this doesn't feel good inside. Yeah. I'm going, well, is this how I want to feel great? No, I want to go play checkmate with life. How I want to go play checkmate with life is that I've got to be willing to be okay with this because it's happening. And then what always happens though, is as you, as you become okay with it, you see the path forward, life always opens up and you can be even more fearless because you know that whatever you need ends up showing up. It just does, right? It just does. Um, so that's checkmate with life. 
everybody, before you leave today, Hallie and I want to thank everyone who has left us a review. It really does make a huge impact in helping us get this podcast into the hands of other conscious leaders. Here's what Sean had to say. Sean from Albuquerque says, I have listened to Business Meets Spirituality from the beginning, and there are so many important principles and lessons on how self-leadership precedes leadership. In order to grow your organization or business, you have to lead yourself first. And I have learned how to go inward in order to achieve the level of growth I must obtain in order to grow my business. This is a must listen for any type of business owner. Thanks, Sean, for leaving us a review. And by the way, please let us know what you like about this podcast or what you would like to see more of by leaving us a review wherever you listen to our show.